0: You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast about helping online brands to build a better e-commerce growth engine with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow.
1: Hey Ryan, welcome to another episode of Drive and Convert. Today we're going to talk about shiny new traffic sources. (laughs) So look... Right, there's no Mm -hmm. end to the new platforms popping up and and they're always claiming to be the next great source of traffic for your business. So, well, going way back, first there was Yahoo, right? Then Google, then Facebook, then Twitter, then Instagram. Now everyone's on Mm -hmm. TikTok. I mean, I'm not, but everybody is, supposedly. Uh, yeah, definitely feeling old these days based on these yeah, things. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> you know, look, the list goes on and on. And I'm sure I've left a lot off of that list over the history. And, and it will forever be growing, too, right? So what I'd love to get schooled on today from you is how do you decide which one to test? And how do you gauge the success or failure of each of these new and exciting shiny objects to spend your marketing dollars on to generate revenue. It's a lot, right? But look, with so many social networks and traffic sources popping up seemingly every week, how do you know if it's a good place to spend money?
2: The real answer is always it depends. Okay. Uh, but that's always the answer we give everybody, no matter what we're talking about in the digital marketing world. Uh, <laughs> it's it's my least favorite answer, but it has to be the one you you give every time, with, and then with context. And when you're looking at all of these wonderful platforms and companies that you can spend money on the ads i think the first step is to really understand what the platform is who's on it what are they trying to do what's their goal of being on that platform because we all really understand google and that was always a pretty easy one like i'm on google to find something either information or a product that's why i'm there and and it makes a lot of sense logically saying i get it if i'm selling that product or I provide an answer to that. I want to show when they're searching for that. There's a lot of intent there. If you're selling houses, you might not necessarily want to spend a lot of time on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Generally, you know, TikTok is skewing. It's it's getting older. I think as you know, young people blow platforms open, kind of like Instagram, Facebook, and Instagram did, and then older people take them over because they think they're being cool and I hip saw, by getting on I saw on
1: a there. stat today about Facebook that. Something like 70% of people over 60 are on Facebook, which is the highest user percentage base. Oh, that's fully it. We used to tell our customers, you want to convert older uh, folks and high income, you would, you would, advertise on, on Microsoft Bing because they're using internet mm-hmm. explorer out of the box and not changing the default search engine. Right. Um, so and now it's definitely Facebook too. Like it's crazy.
2: What's sad, well, not necessarily sad, but you have to advertise through Facebook to really target Instagram. Uh, You have to use that Facebook ads platform and like Joyful Dirt, which uh, hopefully I'll be able to bring this back later to talk about one of my issues with the Joyful Mm -hmm. Dirt brand, but Joyful Dirt doesn't have anything going on on Facebook, really. Instagram, because we're targeting millennial plant moms, generally, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously anybody can buy the product, but... We get very little to no interaction on Facebook and it doesn't work when we market on there. <laughs> but at least you, you're understanding that, right? If you, if you are selling arthritis cream, you want to be on Facebook. And we've got a company that sells arthritis cream. It does really mm-hmm. well on Facebook. So understanding who's on it, where it's going, and then also just how they're interacting. You know, if, if it's short form video like TikTok, mm-hmm. then if you're not prepared to make short form video, you're probably not going to be tremendously successful in that space. Do you have a personality? Like if you're just a brand throwing ads up randomly on TikTok with no no face to the brand, I I can't imagine it's going to do well. And I think in early on, you've got these platforms that you have to really get into the platform, I think, and understand how you're interacting. Mm -hmm. And so if I was going to spend my money on TikTok, step one is I would go join TikTok. Like, I'm not there. I don't want to be there. But that would be understand who's there. Yep. And in theory, right? Until you get in there, you won't even know that. Mm-hmm. You have to get in there and start watching TikTok. You know, I was never a Snapchat person either. I just wait for Instagram to copy their stuff and then I'll see if I like it. <laughs> but again, it it understanding where the ads are being put there can really help you figure out, does this conceptually make sense for my brand?
1: All right. So I'm hearing from you. If I could summarize two things, one is know, know who your target audience is and where they're at and what platform, and then that's a good place. And then B is test it, right? You really don't have a choice, you just need to test it. Throw some money at it and see what sticks if you think you have a good understanding of, of your consumers being in that on those channels.
2: Yeah, like once you can advertise in there and decide that this is based on who's on it, mm-hmm who my demographic is or target market is, go spend some money. And it could be that you're trying to open up a new audience. So it's, you're testing it for that. Like if if you want to sell to teenage kids, TikTok may be a great place to start pushing into.
1: That's I mean, it's gradually
2: getting older, but.
1: Yeah. So how do you test the traffic then?
2: Well, once you're on the platform and you've seen how, what it looks like, my lens that I look through is I want a light money on fire budget. And I have to be comfortable with it just not working because we don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a new traffic source for you. It's a younger platform often because we're talking about the shiny new ones that haven't matured. Like a, If you're not advertising on Google and Facebook, I probably don't recommend that you start looking at the shiny new
1: ones yet. Right. Yeah. Start um, with the basics.
2: Yeah. Start with the basics. And then, okay, great. It makes sense to do this. So you need to have a budget in mind that if it Goes horribly wrong and you lose it all and you get no results. It's not going to sink your business. You know, if you're doing a hundred thousand a month in revenue, you're not going to go onto a brand new channel for the first month probably and spend fifty thousand dollars. It just doesn't line up, doesn't make sense, unless there's some crazy reason that you believe in your core that that's there. Maybe you like
1: Uh, letting money on fire.
2: True. Maybe you do, and maybe and I've got a great thing I can sell you. I'm sure somewhere (laughs) that's going to run fifty thousand bucks. So, and so have that budget first. Mm -hmm. Then you need to make sure that you can track the traffic just by going off and advertising there. You have to be able to tag the ads to make sure that when they go to your website or wherever your call to action is, Google analytics can see that traffic coming in and then tell you if they took the right action after they came to the site. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's not always the easiest. You know, if you have a profile Uh, let's pick on Snapchat, and you're driving traffic from Snapchat already, does your ad set allow you to do UTM parameters in the URL when you're sending traffic over? Because you want to be able to differentiate organic traffic from that platform and the ad stuff Mm -hmm. or the traffic from ads. Uh, Even a lot of companies don't even do that with Instagram and Facebook still and just look at the different, you know, is it coming from the organic Instagram interactions or is it actually coming from an ad that I placed? So be able to track it. Okay. And and then watch it carefully as it's coming through. Either your marketing team or you, as the business owner, probably has a good gauge of traffic as it's coming from a new from a new source pretty quickly. And so that's where that light money on fire. Uh, you have to have some patience to let it do some of the stuff. If there's an algorithm that's helping run your ads for you, Facebook does some great algorithms in their space. Pinterest has some going. You have to give it enough to do something as far as the budget's concerned you know, going out with $5 is probably not going to give you a good test. And you also have to give it some time. It's just that data collection to really see it churn and see, is it improving after seven days or is it staying the same or is it getting much worse? Because maybe you have to make some changes.
1: Now, that's a a great segue to my next question, which is how do you have the right expectations, right? So you're saying give it a week or so at least, but what are the right expectations I should be having? Obviously, if I'm setting the money on fire is what you're suggesting here, my <laughs> expectations are pretty low, right? Like yeah. maybe I'll stay warm. But like, other than that, I think it's interesting. Like, should I expect, I should expect to learn probably, right? Mm-hmm. What else am I? should I be expecting here? How do I set those right expectations?
2: Generally, and again, I can't give the specifics for every potential business listening to this, but generally newer platforms are not going to generate profitable sales initially. Mm -hmm. And so what you're often looking for is new sources, new users, new sources of traffic, people that you're not reaching in other platforms. Because if you're already reaching everybody on Google and Facebook, why would you go try to target those same people if you're already capturing them at a rate or at a cost that makes sense? So you're trying to move generally up the funnel. And when you move up funnel or find a different source of traffic, don't expect it out of the gate to be profitable. Uh, it can happen, and and nothing is impossible. Lightning can strike, and you can be profitable out of the gate. And if that happens, <laughs> continue dumping money on it right. uh, uh, and figuring out what's causing it to work, and try to analyze why and how this happened. And so have low expectations for it. You're kind of you're trying to see trend lines going in the direction you need marketing budget to get to. And so if the first week it's you spent. I'm going to just use random numbers. If you spent $1,000 in the first week and it drove $200 in sales on your site, great. Week two, did that $2,000 generate more revenue than the previous week? Mm -hmm. Like, are we starting to see a trend line in the same direction? Or did that extra $1,000 in week two generate $50 in sales? You know, what is that conversion rate of the traffic be paying attention? Do you have to go to the homepage on that? Mm -hmm. Do you have to, I mean, where are you driving? What's the call out that you have within the ad that you're running?
1: So what we're looking at here, Ryan, in reality is not even trying to break even, but just acquire You're paying to acquire a new customer that then you're looking for the lifetime value, right? And that's really where you're paying to acquire that new contact, that new customer, and then at that point you can continue to sell to them and continue to market to them. And that's where you're going to make your money.
2: Yes. I mean, often in these, right. It's. Mm-hmm. The expectation is not out of the gate have profit and if you have that i think your chances of success are higher your chances of having the patience necessary to see a platform out i think often i talk to business owners or marketing teams that all marketing needs to drive a profit mm-hmm. and if it's not doing if it's not driving profit why are we doing it and i think that's very short-sighted of a lot of business owners and marketing teams and saying look you know billboards for the last hundred years have not had direct attribution to what's going on or the sales that are coming, but yeah. they, people still did it. And there was still value there that people knew about or saw. And so sometimes on these new platforms, it may be a branding play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but can you start seeing the impact or, uh, if you're in the data enough, you know, I can, I have a really good feeling in the businesses I'm involved in when something is working. You know, I might not see the data yet, but I can say, ooh, this is this is definitely moving the needle for the brand. I don't necessarily know yet how or why, but I'm going to continue doing it. And then the opposite is true sometimes as well. I like this is just not working. And you know, the marketing team may be like, Well, how do you know? I'm like, I don't I don't see the data telling me that yet, but my gut's telling me that. So I'll let maybe if the marketing team has faith. I'll let them continue on for a little bit and say, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna gonna trust your instincts on this and go against mine, but let's see what happens. You can't always run a business, I don't think, on on gut. You have to have data. But with a new platform that you have no experience in, you have nothing to base your gut on. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, you you have a good feeling. (laughs) You're listening to Drive and Convert, a podcast focused on e-commerce growth. Your hosts are John McDonald, founder of the good, conversion rate optimization agency that works with e-commerce brands to help convert more of their visitors into buyers, and Ryan Garrow of Logical Position, a digital marketing agency offering pay-per-click management, search engine optimization, and website design services to brands of all sizes. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us out by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing it with a friend or colleague. Thank you.
1: Well, let me ask you this, then. What what have you seen work, you know, looking at these expectations? When has it worked out well for you?
2: Um, well, new platforms like Instagram. I think the Instagram rollout and, and execution, thankfully, it was coming from Facebook that already had a very solid marketing program built out at the time that they started doing ads on Instagram. And they did it at a small level saying hey we're going to let some people into the beta we're going to start it here but at the initially instagram was not a a driver of valuable traffic for marketing initially i mean we had some clients that started on instagram initially and quickly and it was it was bad it was it was pure branding there was mm-hmm. not people on instagram that were used to seeing ads so i think you have to be aware of where you are on that adoption and on the maturity of a platform as well because it took Instagram a while to, get, I think, get people to understand that I'm going to see ads and they're going to be targeted to me and I'm going to take action on them. Innately, at the beginning of the platform, it was I'm scrolling through yeah. a feed, I'm laughing, I'm seeing my friends and seeing pictures rather than words on Facebook. Yep. I, I mean, initially, I thought Instagram is stupid. I, I like <laughs> reading and uh, nobody's going to like that pictures. And then I'm like, well, I'm, now I don't even get on Facebook and I'm on Instagram because I like images. Yeah. Uh,
1: you and the I'm, rest I'm, of the world, it turns exactly. out, right? I, um, I, look, I buy a lot of stuff that I find and discover via advertising on Instagram. It's just mm-hmm. the reality is I hear about uh, products on Instagram and I end up, I mean, I just bought one last night that popped up. It was the the weirdest thing. It was like a hose wheel. Reel. And I was like. <laughs>
2: Our lives are so exciting.
1: <laughs> I know. But I'm like, you know what? I just spent all weekend with like one of those crank hose wheels that's got wheels on it. And it's really cumbersome to move. And it's just a huge issue and I can never get the hose long enough. And here it's one that attaches to the wall and like bolts in and then it pivots and you can pull on the hose and it auto retracts and it's a 90 foot hose. And I'm Whew. like, this is awesome. Like it was a hundred dollars, like hundred mm-hmm. and change. And I was like, that is going to make my life so much better for that hundred dollars. I am not going to have to mess around with this hose ever again. Like, I am I'm sold. And like, oh, yeah. it was like a 10 second ad of this guy, like working this hose that's attached to the side of his house. And I was like, that needs to be me. Right. And like, if I had saw a text ad, I would have never bought that, never clicked on it. But I saw the video of the guy using it. And I'm like, yeah, I had just had that problem the other day. Now, how it knew I had that problem, that that's a whole nother episode maybe. But I will say... <laughs>
2: it's listening <laughs> I know I
1: will say I was complaining about it quite a bit but not on Facebook and not on Instagram so I don't mm-hmm. know but look I think that uh, it, it can work well right what about what have you seen not work though right look you've, <laughs> you've tried a lot of these things you've tested a lot how do you know when a test is going poorly
2: obviously being in the marketing world I, I want to know and see and experience a lot of things mm-hmm. on my own so I know what the platform's doing. And so the, the last one I tested personally was Pinterest last year, because Pinterest fits all of the buckets for me. For Joyful Dirt, there's plant people all over Pinterest. There's some big influencers there. There's a lot of interaction on plant pictures. There's a lot of interest on Pinterest for when to plant certain parts of my garden, what kind of light do I need for this plant. So I was, it, all of it like kind of lined up. I'm like, okay, well, if my target market is women between the ages of 25 and 45, my wife is in that demographic and she loves pinterest. Uh, I go to pinterest for meals. So I was like, okay, this is just logically checking all of the boxes for me. And by being an early adopter in, in a platform, I know there can be some pretty significant advantages if you get the al- understand the algorithm early enough, you can really step on the gas and your competition may never catch up. So I was pretty excited about pinterest. Mm called Pinterest up we got a, we, I got a rep I was like okay I've got my budget and for me at the size of joyful Dirt last year my light money on fire budget was about three thousand dollars and then Pinterest was like ah you got to go at five thousand I was like no, I'm gonna give you three thousand and you can tell me based on your knowledge of the platform your your Pinterest and so I, you want me to be successful because I can spend more money with you and you know I will spend a hundred thousand dollars a month with you if it's working it's not a problem right and they're like okay so I was like, how long do you think we should run? Like, well, we like to see, you know, a couple hundred dollars a day for 14 days. I'm like, if you say so. I was like, well, and then we went back and forth. And I was like, look, I'm going to know pretty quickly if it's working. I, I see data. We're going to tag ads. I'm confident that if it's working, I'm going to know quick. But I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. And you you help me and we'll design ads. So we went back and forth. 22 days in, we had spent $2,700. tested different ads. We'd done some things. We'd seen a lot of impressions. We had a hundred dollars in sales. Mm. And I'm like, this platform is not working for me. I am not seeing the traffic coming to the site that is engaging well uh, with our content on the site. The images were getting clicked. I mean, it's just, I could tell that their platform, and this was November of 2020. Yeah. And so- People were on Pinterest, it was holiday season, there's impulse purchase can be, I mean, we're only $15, so that's not a difficult impulse purchase for our target market. Uh, So my expectations were high and the reality was bad. I still believe Pinterest has a huge potential for a lot of brands. I personally just think it doesn't have the maturity as an ad platform Mm. yet. It's got the eyeballs, it's got the people, but as people are searching and scrolling Pinterest, they're not yet thinking the same way that they are on Instagram. So I don't know how that changes. I don't know how Instagram got us to think that. Like, uh, But for whatever reason, like you, uh, like you, I will click and buy things on Instagram mm-hmm. that I think are cool and that
0: it's
1: Well, I think, I think it's a different, you know, Instagram, you're open to discovering new things because you're just scrolling through a feed. Yeah. Pinterest, you have the search intent right? In the sense that you're setting up, you're looking for inspiration around something specific. And I don't mm-hmm. know that people are going to be on Pinterest looking for inspiration around uh, fertilizer, right? And I think that mm-hmm. might be the difference. Yes, they're related in terms of like, hey, I want to know what houseplant I should get for this. Oh, the fertilizer, that might work well. I could see that perhaps, but I don't think people go there with the buying intent to buy off of, off of there. Right. They're more like, Hey, I'm putting together a new living room decor and I'm going to pull some pins and one of them is going to be the plant that I want to use. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's a different mode. Um, and that, that's where I've heard from folks. It doesn't work as well for advertising, but, but that's interesting. I mean, what I love about talking about all this stuff is you have the real world examples. Right, you have, mm-hmm. you've done it. And so for your own brands and for thousands of clients, so it helps. So let me ask you this then. Uh, generally, somebody comes to you at Logical Position and they say, you know, I'm looking to get into this shiny new platform or source of traffic. How do you advise them? W- what do you tell them right up front? I mean, you've given a lot of good advice already today, but you know, I'm coming to you and I say, hey, there's a new platform. I really want to do something with it. What do you think I should do?
2: Yeah, <laughs> 99% of the time, I will say no. <laughs> <laughs> do not do that. Uh, and it's not because the platform might not be good for them. It's often they haven't maxed out what they could or should be doing on Google and Facebook, okay. SEO. I look at most marketing, like most people, like on in a funnel. And so when there is search intent on Google, they are trying to find that product to purchase and you're not in front of them, why would you go off and try to convince somebody that's never heard of you, may not even be considering that product that you sell
3: mm-hmm. to come to
2: your site and buy something? It doesn't make any sense. So yeah. for most of these shiny new platforms, it's larger brands that are going to pave the way. They're, they have the budget to go light on fire and spend you know, a million dollars figuring it out, and the, and the platform will mature and generally they go downstream. Like the first advertisers on Facebook and Instagram, which is our most recent memories of successful platforms, were large brands.
3: Mm-hmm. They went
2: on there. They We want a brand. We want to be in front of people. The Coca-Colas, the AT&Ts of the world, they did it. The platform matured and kind of went downstream and allowed smaller advertisers to take advantage of all that algorithm, that learning that happened early on and and generally make it work for them. Most business owners I at Logical Position that are bringing up Pinterest, for example, because it still is a very buzzy platform now. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I IPO, yeah, IPO'd last yeah. year. Um, yeah. I bought some of that because I do believe in the platform. Business owners are always trying to find where can I get some new source of traffic that my competitors don't have so I don't have to compete on Google because Google maybe is not as profitable as it was five years ago for my brand. So, oh, all I need to do is go spend my 5,000 on Pinterest and that's going to get me the cheap traffic because there's less competition. No, probably not. And most business owners have bad goals. Mm -hmm. And and you and I talk to lots of business owners all day, every day. And We have a great
1: episode about that, setting bad goals, right?
2: You have bad goals. And so spend down at the bottom of the funnel until you have maxed out and you are breaking even on new customers. Like At least get to that point. Then you're like, okay, let's from the search intent, let's move up a level and say the audience of my target market on Facebook and Instagram, I need to max that out and make sure that I'm capturing all the people in the algorithm that has more history and, mm-hmm. and we can we can validate that it works well for a lot of other brands. There's proof there. Take care of that piece. And then, hey, have you actually worked on raising your organic rankings on Google and, and Bing and Yahoo where people have the search intent that you could, should or could be getting a higher percentage of that traffic at the bottom of the funnel. For most brands, they should be doing some of that before they go try something way at the top of the funnel, trying to drive Pinterest traffic mm-hmm. or TikTok or Snapchat. So most people don't even need to be looking at these, but mm-hmm. they do. And so my, my message today is stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't go waste your money. Like I, I didn't even follow my own advice. Right. A joyful journey. and that is i'm not perfect i will make mistakes uh, but my job is to learn quickly and pivot i also wanted to to a degree understand pinterest myself so i could be advising people that it's not there yet for most of you
1: great well this has been really informative and really really helpful so i've learned a lot if there's a whole new shiny object out there for driving traffic you generally recommend letting others figure it out a little bit before you jump in at least Figure it out yourself, if you were going to test it out and jump in, but always be testing it, right? Start with a small amount and then figure out from there, set the right expectations. You're going to light money on fire and that's okay. You're going to try to otherwise go for the branding and get that new to file customer that you're looking for the lifetime value, not just that initial sale. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then go from there. And generally, unless you're a large brand. You know, you might want to just avoid those shiny new platforms um, and, <laughs> and figure it out a little bit. You, There's always going to be room there a little bit in, you know, it doesn't have to be as mature as Google. Right. So yep. um, this has been informative. I appreciate it as always getting schooled by uh, Professor Garrow over here. <laughs> and I look forward to learning more next time. Thanks for your time today.
2: Yeah. Thank you, John.
0: Thanks for listening to Drive and Convert with John McDonald and Ryan Garrow. To keep up to date with new episodes, you can subscribe at driveandconvert.com.